What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Game and Growth Podcast, where we make weekly picks and predictions for all NFL games, top college football matchups, and then also we're going to be getting into the NBA later in the year. We're going to keep it rolling with week three NFL picks and predictions today, but can we just take a quick moment to be thankful, just so grateful that football is back, back in the full swing of things. And with two weeks down, we actually have a better understanding of what teams like to do. We know more of their weaknesses, more of their strengths, things that they like to do. Players are getting settled in. Rookies are getting settled in. So it's going to be a little bit easier. We're going to have a little bit more game film to uh, go off of when we make these picks and predictions. So yeah, we're going to do a quick recap of what happened in week two. I went 13-2 and on my picks and predictions. The two games that I lost was the Lions minus four. They lost in overtime. Then the second game that I lost was the Browns minus two and a half. Nick Chubb, terrible injury. I really think they would have they pulled it out if he didn't get injured. That was a dirty game. That was real sloppy on the Browns' part. They didn't show what they really could do. But that's what we did, 13-2. and two. Top uh, picks that I really loved that did the most work for me was Ravens were plus four. I picked them outright. And then the Commanders were plus four, plus four and a half, I think. And I picked them outright. Those were the two top picks of the week for me last week. But we had a lot of good games over the weekend. Really good matchups. So, um, yeah, we're going to get right into these picks. NFL Week 3. We start tonight, Thursday night football, Giants at 49ers. Giants are having a rocky start, real rocky start. Last year, they had a good season, made the playoffs. This year, they got destroyed Week 1 versus the Cowboys. Week 2, they were down by 20, I believe, to the Cardinals. Worst team in the NFL. Man, they got they they started off really slow, but they found a way to win. So kudos to them on that. I just don't know how their season's going to go, especially with Saquon Barkley getting injured last week. I think he's sitting out week three, so it's going to be even more difficult. And they're on the road in San Francisco. So the Niners should roll. Niners are favored by 10.5 at home tonight. Niners are good, but let me tell you one thing. National media and top podcast, top um, NFL broadcasting websites love to make a narrative on a few different teams, good and bad. And what I see from the Niners is they get a lot of respect. They get a ton of hype. Um, they have a fantastic roster, fantastic talent. But at the end of the day, they, they're still lacking in a couple areas. Brock Purdy, um, for one, isn't an all-world beater, beater. He's not going to go out there and be an elite quarterback. But they're going to keep rolling. I expect them to win a lot of football games this year. Ten and a half. We don't know what the Giants, we really don't know where the Giants are at yet this year. They're still finding their way. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners to win by double digits. They should be able to run the football all day long. And they're not going to make the same mistakes that the Cardinals made to allow the Giants to come back into the game. And I'm not sure what the Giants are going to be able to do with Saquon Barkley out. They're going to be very one-dimensional. So we're going to take the Niners minus 10 and a half. Then in the Sunday slate, one o'clock window, we got the Titans going up against the Browns. Browns at home, minus three and a half. The Browns really disappointed me on Sunday night or Monday night. I expected them to go into Pittsburgh and get a, a easier victory. Now, I know it's prime time in Pittsburgh. They bring the noise. Deshaun Watson looks very inconsistent, but they still got a lot of weapons. They got a very tough defense, very strong defensive line in general. Minus three and a half. The Titans play slow. All the Titans games are close. We saw it week one, week two. We know what Ryan Tannehill is. We know what Derrick Henry is. It's that simple. Three and a half. 
I expect the Browns to bounce back. It's going to be tough because without Nick Chubb, I know they just signed Kareem Hunt. They're going to try to get him going. But without Nick Chubb, it's not going to be able to open up their passing game as much as they would like with the threat of an elite running back in the backfield. So it's going to be interesting to see how Deshaun Watson can handle it. But I am going to go ahead and take Cleveland to cover the three and a half. I don't think the Titans are that special this year. Even though all their games are close, mostly low scoring, I just don't see them being able to hang with an up-and-coming Browns team. Honestly, Browns were my sleeper team to win the AFC this year with Nick Chubb healthy. Um, I saw all the weapons that they had this year. Deshaun Watson getting a lot of hate, but still a very talented quarterback. D-line is very elite. They got a great secondary as well. I expected them to win a lot of games this year, so it'll be interesting to see how they can play without Nick Chubb, but I expect them to cover the three and a half at home. The next game, we got the Falcons on the road versus the Lions. The Lions surprised me in week two. I expected them to be able to handle Seattle, but the Seahawks do have a ton of weapons and they were able to put up pretty big points, 37 points exactly, in overtime. So the Lions the Lions showed that they give up a lot of passing yards. Geno Smith was able to go for 328, two touchdowns, but I still expect the Lions to be a great football team this year. They're up and coming, they're hot, they, they got great areas, they got great coaching, all around good football team. But the Falcons are 2-0, they look solid in the run game. B. John Robinson is up there with the best of the best. Top two running back in the league after the first two weeks with Christian McCaffrey. I expect him to get the ball a lot more. But Tyler Algier is just just as good when you're watching the game. They got a great two-headed monster back there. And their defense really showed up versus Green Bay. Green Bay got what they wanted early. But in the fourth quarter, the Falcons defense completely shut them down. Came back from down 12 to win the game by one. Falcons are riding high, 2-0 on the road. Detroit's favored by three. I expect it to be a low-scoring game. Um, I think the Falcons are going to try to come out and just control the tempo of the game. But if the Lions start swing, uh, slinging the ball around and getting tons of yards, then the Falcons are going to have the Falcons are going to be in trouble, first of all. But they're going to have to get out of what they want to do. But the Falcons' new defense is really stepping up. I'm going to take the Falcons to cover the three. Detroit might win the game, but... Anything over a field goal, I'm not taking for Detroit. I think the Falcons can cover that. Next game, we got the Saints on the road at Packers. Saints are, are pretty good. They're a real experienced um, 2-0. They were able to go into Carolina, and although it was a sloppy game, they were still able to squeak out a victory at the end. Both of their games so far has been really low scoring. Packers, they got game manager Jordan Love. Doesn't make mistakes. Does everything you ask him to do, but he's not going to make those um, highlight type of plays. That should be a really low scoring game as well. Saints at Packers. Packers are favored by one and a half. I expect the Packers have great coaching, great line. I don't know if Aaron Jones, I think Christian Watson is still out. I don't know if Aaron Jones is back yet though, but I think the Saints are really, really going to gain some respect this year. Same as the Falcons. They're both going to win a lot more games than expected. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints on the road plus one and a half. Next game in the 1 o'clock window, we got the Denver Broncos traveling to the Miami Dolphins going down to the South Beach. Miami is favored by 6.5. Broncos 0-2, but their games have been close. I just don't know what to expect from them yet this season. Last year, they had a really disappointing year. They're starting off 0-2 this year. They lost by a point to the Raiders, and then they lost by two points to the Commanders. They were able to move the ball a lot better in the second game versus the Commanders, but they still haven't been able to figure out their identity. That's their issue, and the Dolphins are electric. The Dolphins are 2-0. and 
But six and a half is high. I think the Broncos can can keep it closer than that. I think everybody's riding high on the Dolphins right now, and although they're really good, their defense is not the best at all. So I think the Broncos will be able to keep up with them a little bit. So I'm going to take the Broncos to cover six and a half, but the, I think the Dolphins definitely win. Next game, Chargers versus Vikings. Now, both of these teams are 0-2. Vikings are favored by one at home. Both of these teams are very disappointing so far in the season, and they both know that. They know they got to turn it around because both of these teams were winning programs last year, and they expected to get back into the playoffs. So one of them is going to have to turn it around this week. Chargers coming in. The offensive game plan with the new offensive coordinator that they have has not, not been doing what he wanted to do. And the Vikings... I'm not sure what's going on with them either because they both have a lot of weapons. They both love to sling the rock. They love to get a lot of yards, score, but their defense really hasn't been able to get many stops. If you allow the Titans, the Chargers allowed the Titans to score 27 last game. The Titans don't really score like that. So that's that was surprising. And then the Vikings just couldn't stop the Eagles. Um, I expect the Vikings to win. I think the Chargers are going to realize that they're going to have a down year. After they lose this week, um, Kirk Cousins at home. I expect him to turn it up and get his first victory of the season and cover the one point. Next game, we got the Patriots going into the Jets. 0-2 Patriots, 1-1 Jets. Patriots are favored by 2.5 on the road. Patriots are 0-2. The offense has stunk it up, but they got a solid defense. And the Jets are just folding without Aaron Rodgers. They don't know what to do. Zach Wilson... Couldn't do a single thing versus the Cowboys. They absolutely got rolled over. I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots to cover the two and a half on the road. I think the Jets are going to realize really fast that they're going to have a down year. No Aaron Rodgers. They were really excited about it. It's going to be very difficult. Zach Wilson is not the type of guy you want starting for an entire season. It's going to be very hard for him to find ways to move the ball against Bill Belichick and that Patriots defense. That's really strong. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That's a good old-fashioned rivalry division game. Next game, 1 o'clock, we got the Bills going to the Commanders. Now, back when I was talking about narratives, there's a few teams that have been flying under the radar, not getting as much love as they deserve from my eyes, and have gotten some pretty good quality wins. And the Commanders is one of those teams. The Commanders are 2-0. and They just beat the Broncos last week. They put up a lot of points, 35-33. to in the Bills, we knew what the Bills did week one. They were really disappointed. But last week, they actually came out blazing against the Raiders and beat them 38-10. to Now, the Bills are favored by 6.5 on the road. They're a really good team. They're an elite team. The NFL wants you to believe that they're just as good as they have been the last couple years. But I think the Commanders are actually better than people are giving them credit for. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills to win the game. But I think the Commanders will definitely cover that six and a half. And don't be surprised if if the Commanders win outright and come off with a crazy good win to make it 3-0 and against the Bills. I would not be surprised. But I am going to take the Bills to win the game. Commanders cover six and a half. Next game, we got Texans going to the Jaguars. 0-2 Texans against the 1-1 Jaguars. The Texans really just don't have any weapons. <laughs> CJ Stroud has no one to throw it to. Terrible run game. They don't have any veteran great players on defense. It's just very sad to see. The Colts were able to do whatever they wanted against them. Now, the Jaguars are a really good young up-and-coming team. They held their own against the Chiefs in the first half. They It just got away from them real late. They lost to the Chiefs 17-9. I'm surprised by how 
low scoring. The Chiefs held them. But anyways, uh, Chris Jones was back, so he was out there wrecking shop. Complete game changer. So it really stunned the Jaguars to just nine points. But the Jaguars versus the Texans this week are favored by eight and a half. Now, I know the Texans are bad. No weapons. Mid-defense. But the Jaguars aren't the type of team to win by eight and a half. This is the NFL. High spreads above eight points go to teams like the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Cowboys this year. Niners. The Jags aren't that good. I'm not going to take them to win by eight and a half. I think they'll win by six, seven, maybe five. I think the Texans need to see something. So I think they'll come out, and I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. And let's see what, what, what happens. That's a nice division game. Texans are going to be bad this year. They're just trying to find their way. But I will pick the Jags to win, not cover the eight and a half. The next game, this game would be very interesting. We got the Colts going to the Ravens. Baltimore is favored by eight points. Now, this game would have been so much better if Anthony Richardson didn't get that concussion last week. It would have been so nice to see AR go against Lamar. I got the Ravens as top two, top three team in the NFL this year, especially if they can stay healthy. I know they lost J.K. Dobbins, but if the receivers and tight end can stay healthy and Lamar can stay healthy, they're going to be fine. Their defense is stacked. They're coming off a really great win versus the Bengals. The Bengals did surprise me, though. I expected them to win the Ravens to handle them a little bit easier. They won by 3-27-24 on the road. But I just think the Ravens are rolling right now. They're, they, they're getting everything they want. And the Colts are starting Gardner Minshew this year, this week. So we're going to have to see how he can just plug and play on the road in Baltimore. I am going to take Baltimore uh, eight points. That's tough. I'm going to take him to cover the eight. I think Baltimore is really that team this year. And they're going to make a big statement win this week. Cover the eight points at home to go 3-0. and Next game, we got the Panthers going to the Seahawks. Panthers 0-2. We just got announced that Bryce Young is not playing this week. Seahawks are coming off a really great overtime victory versus the Lions. They can sling the ball. Geno Smith is really good. They got great core receivers. Their defense is questionable. Very questionable. Both games they've gave up over 30 points so far this season. But I expect them to win this game pretty handedly. They're, the Seahawks are favored by 6.5. I think they cover the six and a half. The Panthers are going to find out that they're going to be shutting down some of their players early after about halfway through the season. They're going to be, they're going to end up in the bottom three with the Texans and the Cardinals, I believe. So I got the Seahawks covering that six and a half at home. High scoring game. Next game going to the four o'clock window. We got the Bears facing the Chiefs. Bears really just haven't been able to put it together. It's been a struggle. Justin Fields making questionable decisions. But I just feel like a lot of their decision-making is based off the fact that they don't have an identity. They don't know what works. They're just trying anything at this point. DJ Moore had a good game. But besides that, they and they don't have a strong defense anymore. It's not like anything in the past where they could go out there and stop teams so it made it easier for the offense. Their defense just doesn't stop anyone anymore. The Buccaneers were able to score 27 points and really light up the scoreboard. And win easily, 27-17. The Chiefs, they got Kelsey back. They got Chris Jones back. Last week versus the Jaguars, they only put up 17 points, 17-9 on the road. But this is the week I expect him to really blow the doors open offensively and find their way. Even though their receivers have been mediocre at best, they really try to give the ball to everybody. Travis Kelsey, 
only had a couple catches last week coming back from the injury. But I expect him to pick up the volume this week. And I expect them to be able to roll over the Bears pretty easily. Kansas City is favored by 12 and a half, though. That's a lot of points. But they are at home. I think they make a big statement win. And I think they win by double digits. I don't know if they'll win by 12 and a half, though. I'm going to take the Bears to cover 12 and a half. Now that I think of it, they probably lose by more than a touchdown, but they don't lose by more than 12 and a half. I think Justin Fields makes enough plays to keep them under that line. Next game, we got the Cowboys going to the Arizona Cardinals. My goodness, this is like watching a college. This is like watching a college team versus high school. Like, man, this is really tough. You got the Cowboys 2-0. and They are stacked on defense, really getting anything that they want. They rolled over the Jets. They rolled over the Giants. They're moving. Diggs is out for the year, though. Their playmaker corner out for the year. News broke today. And the Cardinals put up a good fight versus the Giants. They were up 20-0 to zero at halftime and then just completely fell apart defensively. Dallas is favored by 12.5 on the road in Arizona. But the Cardinals really have no aspirations of winning football games this year. They want to draft Caleb Williams trying to lose as many games as possible. Cowboys are going to go in there and roll them. They're going to go in there and roll over them. I think they cover the 12 and a half. I think Dallas wins by 15 plus. They're a really strong team, and they're going to get the respect that they deserve this season. Next up, the night game, Sunday night game. We got the Steelers going on the road night game in Vegas versus the Raiders. Raiders are favored by two and a half. In Allegiant Stadium, night game in Vegas. It's going to be electric. Crowd's going to get into it big time. The Steelers played very well versus the Browns. They really shocked me. Their defense was very good. Put a lot of pressure on Watson. And Kenny Pickett was able to make some pretty good plays. They put up 26 points, I believe. Yeah, 26 to 22. As long as Kenny Pickett doesn't make a lot of mistakes, they should be able to keep the game close. The Raiders, on the other hand, last week... They got blown out 10 to 38 to the Bills. Jimmy Garoppolo just isn't that guy. He's supposed to go in there and be a game manager, but it's hard to do that when you have a guy like Devontae Adams and you want to get him the ball. It's just very difficult. I expect the Raiders to struggle a lot this year because Jimmy Garoppolo is not the type of quarterback to sling it like Derek Carr is. But they're they're favored by two and a half at home versus the Steelers. I think Vegas wants you to choose the Steelers. I'm going to take the Raiders minus two and a half. I think they get a good bounce back game. The Bills were very difficult to play. I think the Raiders will be able to hold the Steelers a little bit easier than the Browns were able to last week. So I'm going to take the Raiders to win at home, minus two and a half. Monday night, we got two matchups, and this is going to get interesting. Both of these games are very, very interesting. First game, you got the Eagles going to the Buccaneers. Eagles are favored by five. Now, this is a huge narrative game. Everybody wants to believe the Eagles are just as elite as they were last year. The last two weeks, they've struggled a little bit. They were in a dogfight versus the Vikings. Put up more points. First week, their offense was struggling versus the Patriots, and it was a really close game as well. But the Buccaneers, on the other hand, in my eyes, they are the exact same situation. They're in the same situation as the Commanders, not getting a whole lot of credit for what they've done so far this season. The Buccaneers, 2-0. Baker Mayfield has been lights out. They got a lot of weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they've been able to do whatever they want on offense, really. They were able to handle 
the Vikings 20 to 17 go into Minnesota get the win. Then they had an easy victory 27 to 17 versus the Bears. And I don't think they're getting enough respect offensively as they should. Their defense is a little questionable. And versus the Eagles, they're going to be tested big time. I expect the Buccaneers to cover the five points. Do not be surprised if the Buccaneers win outright. That would be something they would definitely create some noise if that were to happen. But they are at home, night game, Monday night. I would not be shocked if it happens. I'm picking the Buccaneers plus five. The very next game is a very similar situation. You got the Rams going on the road at the Bengals. Rams are one and one. Bengals are 0 and two. Bengals are favored by three points Monday night. This is a very same situation. A lot of narratives surrounding both of these teams. Last year, the Rams struggled big time. You got a bad taste in your mouth about the Rams from last year. Just real horrible. And on the flip side, the Bengals have been really great last couple years. An elite team of the AFC. But this season, Joe Burrow has been injured. He re-injured his calf. He's still playing, but he had to wear a calf sleeve at practice this week. And they just have not been able to figure it out. 0-2. They put up a fight late versus the Ravens, which surprised me. But on the flip side of this, the Rams have been doing some pretty great work. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. They put up 23 points versus the Niners. Um, Niners still won 30-23, but the Rams kept it close, which was shocking the most. Matt Stafford made a couple bad plays, two interceptions, but he still had 307 yards. In week one, the Rams put up over 30 points versus the Seahawks and blew him out. I think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball as much as they want. If they if they don't make mistakes, they could go into Cincinnati and get the win outright. But I am going to take the Rams plus three on the road. I think they're better than a lot of people are giving them credit for as well. The Bengals, they got to figure it out. It's not as easy. Nothing's coming easy as it has in the past over the last couple years. So I am going to take the Rams plus three Monday night. That's going to wrap it up for this week. I'm so excited that football is back. Weekends have been amazing. I hope you guys enjoy time with your family. Check out some of these games and just stay safe out there. Thank you so much for checking me out. I'm going to make a video real fast about a couple top matchups in college football. So stay tuned. Peace.